Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 4, Episode 20 of Nebraska Soccer Talk. I'm your host, Joe Cleary. Today, I am joined in person by Owen Godberson and Jack Hoover. Owen and Jack are both Creighton Prep and UNO graduates. Owen is a friend of the podcast and now a recurring guest, while Jack is a current member of the Nebraska Soccer Talk team. All those awesome graphics you are seeing on our social media account and the 70-page program that we have created for the state tournament has been mostly his work. We talk about state soccer, high school soccer, the soccer community, Union Omaha, and everything in between. If you like our work and want to see more of it, please consider supporting us at www.patreon.com slash Nebraska underscore talk or www.benmo.com slash Nebraska underscore talk. For $2 a month, you will get early and exclusive content. and You will also be supporting us in expanding what we can do for players, teams, and the sport of soccer. We are able to get more support. We can expand our coverage, do more for players, coaches, parents, fans, and even branch out into more areas of soccer in Nebraska. Another way to support is to be a podcast sponsor like Fleet Feet Sports. Fleet Feet has been a tremendous sponsor for Nebraska Soccer Talk, and this whole episode is brought to you by them. Fleet Feet is a local, family-owned and operated store that is part of a network of specialty running, walking, and fitness stores across the country. Fleet Feet serves a wide range of active individuals from people who are on their feet at work, to those who go on leisurely walks, to those who are running marathons. Fleet Feet will help you stay healthy and active. Fleet Feet has locations in Omaha and Lincoln, with a third location coming soon. For more information, visit www.fleetfeet.com. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share the podcast. Let's get to it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Nebraska Soccer Talk, and I am with <laughs> friend of the pod, recurring guest, Owen Godberson. What's going on, y'all? And current me- like member of Nebraska Soccer Talk, huge contributor. If you really enjoyed the program put together for State, that was his work, Jack Hoover. How are we doing today? That and was fantastic work on that program, by the way. You. It was beautiful. Yeah, I slaved away. 65-plus pages. Sunday. Gave Jack, gave Jack an anxiety attack. <laughs> Literally, it fits. I think total, there's probably like 12 plus hours. Oh, uh, God, it sounds like we're in capsule over like 12 again. around. Yeah, I'm no, sure for you dude, too. I bet you yeah. combined, we put in like 30, 30 hours combined of just like entering stuff on and then, yeah. Yes, but, I did so, get flashbacks. Yeah, flashbacks <laughs> to, to Capstone at UNO, I'm sure, working that yeah. hour on a Sunday. Journalism is... Well, it's tough sometimes. It was the first time. always sunshine and rainbows. Journalism. (laughs) It was the the first time. It was the first time I ever had a deadline for something outside of school. (laughs) And I was like, God, this isn't fun. Yeah, I still get PTSD from like, I'll wake up in the middle of the night. I've graduated for like a year and a half. And I'll just be like, oh God, I have a paper. Wait a minute. No, there's my diploma. uh, I'm good. I'm a free man. Never mind. (laughs) Good. All right. We're going to get into, we have a lot to talk about. And we don't have a ton of time because... These two guys are still pretending to be athletes in adult men's soccer league. Yeah. I refuse to do that, as I've had <laughs> friends who have torn their Achilles tendons, and I'm not joining that club. So, we have state tournament recap to talk about, uh, a couple just miscellaneous things about the state tournament, um, brief state tournament previews, and then we'll take a quick commercial break and then come back and talk stuff that's not about high school soccer a little bit. So, so yeah, let's get right into the state tournament recap. Uh, talk about Class A boys uh, because I'm with two prep alumni 
Sorry, guys, but we, we have to start with that. Yeah, Prep that's fair. Out in the first round, penalty kicks again. Uh, tough. I mean, super talented team. Probably, even though they lost in the first round this year, probably going to come back as favorite. I mean, realistically, favorites next year, even though, you know, obviously not going to the championship this year. But tough, tough to see again for you guys. Yeah, and one of the things I remember right as it happened, I texted Jack. And I said something about like Prep being cursed on penalties. You guys are the England of. But yes, <laughs> I, it was pointed out to me that of the last five shootouts that Prep's been in the state tournament, law was it one two lost three. So like that's not a horrible record. No. I wouldn't say that's a curse. It's just the problem is the last two are the most memorable. Exactly the last two, <laughs> especially uh, the twenty nineteen one still still drives me up a wall. But yeah. It's not an unfamiliar spot for us. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, yeah, going back the last five have you know, the last five state tournaments have all had penalty shootouts. This year it was a loss to West Side, last year a win, surprisingly against Millard South. I when I saw we were going to penalties in that game, I thought it was done a done deal. Was and Millard South surprised. was a little bit of a team of destiny last year. They too, were with their exactly tower, so. I thought it was gonna be like, you know, Cooney's final uh, Win and you know, fun fact about Cooney and uh, my father, who's the coach of mm-hmm. prep, yep. they grew up as neighbors right next to each other, yeah. so they had you know a lot of history going back against each other. And I thought Cooney was gonna get that final one up over my father. Somehow, prep edged it. I'm still not sure how. Yeah, shootouts are shootouts are tough. Yeah, uh, it's a heartbreaking way to go out, but also watching mm-hmm. this West Side team. The other night in the semifinal against Brian, and God, this this sounds weird to say, but like they're hard not to like, they're hard not to respect. Like as yep. a prep grad looking at this West Side team, I'm like, God, you guys are like really talented. Seems like a really tight knit, close team, close to their student section and community. Like it's one of the things I love most about the state tournament is yep. seeing different schools and different fan bases represented down at Morrison. That's and, it. Uh, That's good. Proud of you for saying that. As a prep alumni, <laughs> to say that you respect Westside. Yeah, no, no they're they're yeah. a really good team, and honestly, I, I'm the kind of guy that if you if you knock my team out of a tournament, I kind of want you to go all the way now because you can't like not if you can't beat them, join them, but like gotta give them their due. Yeah. Well, then and you can say you lost. The, then you can say you lost to the state champion. Exactly. Exactly. That's why I'm rooting for Real Madrid in the final. That, and I don't oh, want no, uh, Liverpool don't. to win another no, trophy. Because my girlfriend's a Liverpool fan. We're, save, we're saving that for later. We do want <laughs> Liverpool to win as many trophies as possible. Um, moving on, East wins in the rivalry game. Beat Southwest for the second time this year. That's a lot of bragging rights. Not just beat Southwest, but roll. Thumped them. Yeah. Rolled, was, but the second half was. They had an incredible second half. I was thoroughly surprised by that. I thought Lincoln Southwest was going to be a team that. You know, yeah, their regular season wasn't as good as they might have liked, you know, especially after having an undefeated regular season last year. But I thought, you know, they were still had a lot of those, you know, those same key pieces that got them to the finals last year. You know, the three captains, Quentin Kness, Leighton Jepson, Braden Kramer, mm-hmm. all three are studs, yeah. total standouts. And I thought, you know, as long as they had those pieces that they would make a good run in the state tournament. But uh, sometimes it's just not your day, I yeah. guess. And Aiden Nachi was pretty good for Lincoln East. I mean, sec- I think second leading goal scorer in Class A. Um, yeah, that kid's a standout. Yeah, he right? finds he's... a way to score goals. I mean, he's kind of a striker that finds different ways to score goals, too, because even against Gretna, 
Because he, had, he had two. He had one at least, yeah. Two. And his first one wasn't like pretty by any means, but they all count the same. So. They all count one, exactly. So we all got to tell your strikers. Um, Brian and Papio Sal played like an instant classic. Honestly, like there were people, someone I know left the game after Papio South went 2-0 up. Because it was, I mean, it could have, it was 2-0, it could have been 4 in like the opening 15 minutes. And then the two goals that Hernan, uh, yeah, Hernandez scored. Yeah. Hernandez scored for Brian. Goodness gracious. <laughs> right? What a couple of hits, son. That, that's one of the best individual performances probably in state tournament history. Gotta be up there. Yeah. To have those two in the top bins. Yeah. Definitely for single game performances. I mean, that was just Cesar Hernandez truly just willing his team on to a victory. That that was the uh, the Thanos moment. Fine. I'll do it myself. Yeah. <laughs> two in the top corner. To, with this Brian team, you can't leave a game early with them. No. I, As we I, learned the other... Because like, when I was at the semis the other night uh, against Westside, I saw the red card. As soon as Westside went up 2-0, in the back of my head I was like, eh, I should probably get going. Like I got work tomorrow morning. And then I was... You know, you think back to their opening round. And they're down a guy, too. And they're down a guy, they're down two. And I'm like, there was still something like, now let's see see if they can. And my goodness, they almost did. They got the penalty, right? Hernandez scores the penalty. And there's eight minutes left. And I remember I was turned to the person who I was watching the game with. And I go, they're going to have at least one really good chance to tie this game. So many good chances. Oh, yeah. I mean, they really did. I mean, Hernandez almost scored a worldie again. And I mean, had he done that, like just, yeah, I don't know. Brian should have had to build a statue outside of his outside of their school of him. But uh, you know, I mean, obviously Brian games had pretty much everything. They had you know the scuffles in both, red cards in both, red card for the other team. Um, just, but a fun team. I don't honestly, I don't know. The Brian a Brian Gretna final would have been. That, oh, that, that, that rivalry. <laughs> you can't really call it a dart because they're not like super close yeah. together. But they're both in that same kind of central south yeah. southern part of Omaha metropolitan area. I, I just think it's it's a rivalry because of how many times they've met. And it's yeah. nev- it's just a, and it's always a classic. Like even this year, when they met for the first time, the weather was horrible. I don't know why I went to the game. It was drove out to Gretna. Weather's terrible. Gretna is Leading Brian scores two against like the thirty mile an hour win, including one that was like this crazy full volley that doesn't even still physically make sense. When I saw, I watch it, right. and, like, the physics don't add up to what the kid did, <laughs> and it goes in the back of the net. I'm like, how, how? Um, but you know, uh, sad that they're not in it, but it was a great run, and they obviously gave us two really. They were part of probably the two best games on the boys' side so far. Uh, I think it's only a matter of time before Brian. Whether or not they win it, I mean that's up to the soccer gods. Yeah, I think it's only a matter of time before Brian's in a final. Yeah, and I mean, God, if it's Brian Gretna, if it's like Brian against one of the upper echelon high schools, like that atmosphere is going to be maybe perhaps South 2013. What if South bounces back and it's a Brian South final? Could you imagine (laughs) that atmosphere? They didn't even play this year, did they? I know. I wish they did because in the regular season last year they had like. All, like fifteen hundred fans at the game yeah, for the regular season for a regular season game. So, um, Gretna pretty dominant. They're they're front yeah. three the Perkins brothers and Mikey Stuckenholtz, pretty solid. I honestly like one of my fa- I was telling this my favorite player on their team 
isn't either of those three. I think they're all really good players, really fun to watch. But I like uh, Colin McClung in the he midfield. He's a little workhorse in that midfield. And he's, he he's small. He's board. small, oh, but, he, yeah, but he, he, dictate, so he dictates play. Like, he gets the ball, plays it, gets the ball, plays it, gets the ball, plays it. And, and he also covers a ton of ground. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I think people will be surprised at where he could possibly end up just because they look at him. I think they discount his size. But. And he just he's so hard to get the ball off of, too. I mean, he's just he's kind of everything you want. In a midfielder. Yep. Um, they have a big back line. Good goalkeeper, Alex Sharp. So they're pretty dominant. I mean, but in our last team that we could talk about, Westside. Westside has just been, they kept keep finding a way. They're going to have to find a way again because Val, Valenzuela, red carded. I told someone that is the Gordie Howe hat trick of soccer. I don't know what, what you would call Do you call it the Zidane? Like a goal and assist and get red card. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. if, to be fair, he didn't have an assist in that in, in the yeah. six World Cup final. But I'm right. trying to think who would have. But I'm trying to think of like what would be a good comparison for that because that's what he did. Valenzuela mm-hmm. goal or assist, then that free kick goal, which was also like that was a great free oh, kick. Oh yeah, great free kick. Um, and then red carded. You know, you could, what was could the be? red card like? I don't honestly don't know, and that's that because I like it was. I watched that. Pl- there was no. I don't really think there was I mean, a I didn't challenge. See, I didn't see spin. It must have. It must have been said. something he said. Sense or something along the lines. Yeah, of but maybe, to have but, it be straight red. Uh, I really liked that official from the Brian Westside game. And forgive me, I do not know her name, but yeah. I thought she was really good on the night. Um, it to get a straight red card for something you say on a soccer field. You like. I, I don't in, know what in, was in said. A, in I don't know what final, in a semifinal too. Like, yeah, I don't even know what you could say. Um, yeah. I haven't even seen like a lot of discussion around it either. Maybe I just haven't been looking at the right posts, but I haven't really seen too many I, I, people different. either complain about it or... And, and maybe that's why. Maybe maybe the people that... Because like usually the people who complain about it are going to be like the parents or the fans of the players, but maybe they know. Maybe they know. Maybe, maybe they, they know, know something <laughs> we don't, and they're like, yeah, fair enough. Kind of yeah. like when the red card happened for Brian, for their number nine getting sent off... Like, he didn't argue it. No, <laughs> he didn't argue it. None of the Brian players argued it. You look at it, that's a straight red every yeah. day of the week. And I was gutted for him. Oh, yeah. I felt bad for him. I you, knew, you knew it was coming. He exactly. Like, as soon as I saw that foot come up, I'm like, oh, no, son. Oh, put that down. Yep. Com- yeah, the referee, confident, kept that game. That game could have derailed that, that, really that, quickly. And that's I thought I think, she like, did a good job. I think, people, I think people have been, you know, don't want to get caught on referees too much, but people, are, people have been pretty critical of the refereeing the state tournament. And there's been some head-scratching things maybe that I haven't understood, but... At the end of the day, I mean, we still need them to play the game, yeah, and yeah. I mostly have done a good job. It's, I don't, I would, there are, people wouldn't agree with me, but I don't think any referee has truly, truly changed the outcome of any of the games. So no, yeah. and just me as a person, I've learned a lot from obviously Hoover's dad working with him, uh, knowing him as long as we have. Yeah. Just obviously, when the referee gets something bad, like if I'm on the field or if I'm a coach and the referee d- like gets a call wrong, I'm gonna say something. But on the flip side of that, if they get it right and they do a good job, credit where credit's yeah. Like, I'm always... I think that just might also be a goalkeeper thing because I'm trying right. to get them to give me calls later in the game. <laughs> side, but. Uh, flipping over to the girls' side, um, Marion and Pius were the ones who put the classic up. 5-3. Marion goes down 2-0. Two, I don't know. It's, you know, you always joke uh, if you if anyone listens to Men in Blazers or anything. <laughs> score too early, like two zero, most dangerous lead in oh, soccer. Yeah, like, but Marion, I mean, Hannah Tate scored 
to go 2-1. And her reaction to that, like, she was just like, let's go. Like, she knew that they were going to get enough. Like, her reaction was like, they're going to equalize here. And they did. And then Pius goes 3-2. And then Marion ends up scoring three straight to go 5-3. But then they get, and we'll, we'll talk about who they get upset by in a second. But then the other one that was interesting in the first round was we had a goalkeeper duel in West Side versus Lincoln Southeast. Delaney Dobman. So my hog, she, they both played unreal. Owen, as a goalkeeper, <laughs> has to you have to appreciate when like mm-hmm. when both goalkeepers come to play. Like the game probably could have been two two maybe, you know, or even higher scoring than that. But both goalkeepers came to play. And what is that? What is it like when you're a goalkeeper and your opposing goalkeeper is you're doing well? Like you know you're playing great, and you look across the field and the other goalkeepers also. Is there like is there some sort of like Yes. Anything you can do, I can do better type of thing? Or is it just like, uh, are you just focused on yourself? It, me, I can only speak for me personally because every goalkeeper is different. Every goalkeeper is mad as a hatter, obviously. Yeah. Like, all out of our minds. Yeah. Um, but in different ways. For me, anytime the opposing goalkeeper does anything well, I'm like yelling on the other side of the field, great job, keep, good save. Good. Like, I... And I always focus, like, watch the other goalkeeper, what they do. And it's kind of one of those situations, anything you can do, I can do better, kind of like what you Mm -hmm. said. You just kind of got to tip your cap. Um, You're both there to to do the job that nobody wants you to do, and that's to prevent goals. Everybody is there to see the ball hit the back of the net. So if you two are playing world-class and keeping the ball, it's kind of a nice feeling with both of you. Yeah. Getting to uh, getting to get the credit. So both those goalkeepers, I've seen some of the saves. Hats off. Those yeah. were fantastic performances. Yeah. Big time saves. Um, Southwest did the reverse. East beat Southwest on the boys' side. Southwest does pretty much the reverse and completely bosses East off the field, essentially. Um, which was good for them because I know after they went undefeated last year and then lost in the first round to North North. So uh, kind of a good bounce back for them. Gretna on the girls' side. Also dominant. Probably more dominant. I mean, I was surprised to see him go to overtime, though, at first. Against Elkhorn South. Yeah. yeah. But I think, I think as uh, Chase said in his post-match interview, I mean, Elkhorn South is a lot better than their schedule might have indicated. Or oh, their wild yeah. card points, you know. And, and if Elkhorn South's healthy, I mean, they're missing, like, they're, I'm pretty sure they're missing, like, two of their starting defenders. Oh, yeah. Like, if they're healthy, <laughs> that, that's even scarier. Um... But I think the biggest story on Class A girls, obviously the big story is Gretna's undefeated. Like, are they going to run the whole table and win it all? I mean, they're a talented team. Like, And I don't, just because I know the club line, set up on the girls' side really well, like that team has a lot of, that program has a lot of girls on the like, JV team that will be college soccer players, D1, right. D2 level college soccer players. This could, you could argue that like this year, this might be the deepest, best Gretna team, one of the best high school girls teams to play mm-hmm. if they can do it. Yeah. But the bigger story or the more fun story is probably Southeast Cinderella story. Riding a whole riding a, you know, informed goalkeeper. Like you have to I mean that's what you have to have in the tournament if you're an underdog. Mm-hmm. Um can't afford any can't afford any howlers, can't afford any yeah. mistakes. Your goalkeepers, if you're not like one of the top dogs and you're looking to make a run, your goalie has to be on point every single and, time because they're likely gonna face what would you say, 15, 10, 15 shots if you're really not up against it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, what was the stat line from the Marion game? She had, have... I think she faced, I think, I think it was like 10 or 12 saves. Something yeah. like that. Something like, shots overall. Yeah, and then she had to make, obviously made the save to win the penalty yeah. kick shootout. Um, 
But I think, like, for me, in the and we'll get to the final, but I just think they're going to be up against it in the final with Gretna. But, yeah. Um, Scott, our Class B boys, Scott, looks really good. They're really good at soccer. I yep. think you could just cut that sentence, Scott looks really good, and paste it on in next year's, and the next year's, <laughs> and in previous years. I was looking at the roster, and I don't know how I didn't make this connection earlier, but they really only have, like, Two they have two seniors, and, and now they both scored. They both scored. Yeah. Really. Orada <laughs> and Phillips both scored the opening two goals, which was kind of cool. But yeah, they have two seniors. Yeah, their senior class next year is probably going to rival or possibly be better than last year's senior yeah. class. You know, with Boss it, and Weiss. Weiss and, yeah, yeah, that it, legendary Scott team. Crazy. This this just kind of looking at this Scott team and look at how much talent there is in Class B in this state. Yeah. It really makes me want an NSAA Super Cup. I know. Like class after, A boys winners, class like B give, boys give, winners. Give them, give them a week, yeah. like a week after the state championship. Let them, let them rest. Let them train. Let get them, them prepare. Health. Get yeah. everybody healthy. Get everybody recovered. Like a Saturday, um, whoever you want to have first, boys or girls, yeah. five and seven, God, whatever dude. it is. Mm-hmm. A super uh, to see Scott go up against say Gretna, Westside, yeah. whoever's going to win it this yeah. year. Because honestly, the, the house money's probably on Scott <laughs> to win yeah. class B. Yeah. Well, I mean, if if Scott sweeps. Class B and if Gretna sweeps, well, that'd be a great a. Super Cup opportunity. We already right? got to see that matchup though too this season on both sides. Yeah, we did. So, we did. You know, we got a little taste of that. And I got to give credit to those coaches, especially the Class B ones who are you know they they yeah they put wrestling. they put that on their schedule exactly yeah. Um, you know the Lexington's going to be in the final against them. Lexington Bennington had a had a classic. Um, uh, Lexington Bennington was very similar to Westside. Uh. And Brian just not didn't have as much feistiness or red cards, but there was right. definitely a, a half dozen yellow cards in the game and some good free kicks. Oliver Benson for Bennington is a stud, um, big time. Yeah, you know, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna do well at Iowa Western. Oh, he's gonna yeah. do well past Iowa Western. And he'll be D one after Iowa. But Western. Lexington is uh, Lexington is legit too. I mean, Ernie Vargas, mm-hmm. Diego Martinez. Uh, you know, if you're not, if you're a Metro. If you're a soccer fan in the metro area and you're not coming to this this game, like, and this is your last chance to see some of these guys play high school soccer, like, what are you doing? Yeah, like this is this is gonna be a fun. Like watching Lexington last year when they had Mount yeah, Michael in so, the semis when we were doing Strive TV stuff, yeah. that was such a fun game. Lexington, just their program, I think, and the way they play as a team, um, it's it's some of the most entertaining yeah. football you'll ever see. And you also like, I mean. Some some people missed Yaskar and Junior playing last year. Oh, you yeah. want to you want to miss Diego and Ernesto? <laughs> like like what are you doing? Like stop stop wasting your time. Um, uh, Elkhorn North were first timers. Mm-hmm. Obviously, tough 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 draw once your first state yeah. tournament to get <laughs> Scott, but good for them. Only second year in existence in, as a program as a school, so that's obviously good for them. And but the probably the coolest story, Waverly. Oh yeah. Um, EMC champions. They win the EMC championship in a shootout. District tournament. Win the district tournament in a shootout. Win their first round game in a shootout. What the first round game was? I wasn't. Did you watch that? Uh, I was able to watch a few of the goals. Like um, I was yeah, just during work. Yeah, so. that's how I was. I was like intermittently watching it during <laughs> exactly. work, and I'm like, I'm like, what? Are, what is happening right now? <laughs> it was a great game, and credit to Scotts Bluff too. I mean, they really they had a good program way out west. Yeah, that's not like the. Forgive me for Nebraska geography. Right. Scotts Bluff is like on the Colorado border, basically. Yeah, it's like right? Panhandle. It's like six hours from Omaha. Oh, yeah. that's a well, drive. They, there's like at least three or four games a year. They'll go to Wyoming. Yeah. 
to go play Wyoming yeah. teams. And Colorado. They, they were, Colorado. They, they, they were playing FIFA on the bus, though. They yeah, got hooked up to their bus TV. <laughs> okay, that's kind of sick. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, Waverly, cool story. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coach Ziola, last year with them, he's going to be an assistant principal up in Columbus now. And then, like, his wife and him had a baby. Like, they had a baby, yeah. too, like, Tuesday before the Thursday game. Like, <laughs> talk about, like, hey, I have a lot going on. I'm You're a right. teacher, coach, now a new parent. Out of um, life. Yeah. Uh, over on the B side, Scott dominating. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> Scott got paced again for the boys. Um, but Norris is there just kind of hanging out, like, being like, hey, we've only lost one game, too. <laughs> you know, and we've scored a bunch of goals, and we're super athletic again. Is is this the irresistible force meets the immovable object final? It is. Final? Yeah, I, I mean, like, I think that cliche could be thrown at Yeah, I final. think that, that 100% it's, it's, like, it just, that is the, it's the only way to describe it. Mm-hmm. And you could just see it from the beginning of the year. Like, it was collision course for those two teams. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the thing about the Class B tournaments for both boys and girls this year is that the cream really rose to the top of this year's edition. We have the... I mean, we do have... Look, Bennington was a good team on the boys' side. On the boys' side, but, like, Lexington and Scott on the boys, best. Yeah, 1A, 1B is what Same thing with Norris and Scott on the girls' side. So we got the best teams in the final. Uh, Some other cool stories um, on the Class B girls' side. Um, The Brzezinski family... Nick Rubeck did a good article on the Omaha World Herald about them. Um, I know John Brzezinski probably the best. Uh, I've seen his daughters play at the club level and the high school level. Um, then obviously his John's wife, their mother, Christy, is the head coach. She's one of the best, you know, all-star players to come out of Nebraska. She's like in the Nebraska Hall of Fame, College of St. Mary's Hall of Fame. Um, Emma and Libby scored like buckets of goals this year <laughs> and it's like 38 for one of them i can't remember yeah she has like what she has one of the high and like, like she's one of the highest point totals in the last 10 years for class b soccer yeah. so uh, that was uh, yeah, the younger one um yeah, and libby freshman right? yeah there's a freshman yeah. oh my goodness yeah so have fun for the next three years <laughs> if you're uh, on scotus's schedule um elkhorn north and grand island northwest were both first timers obviously both had tough tough draws in in of its own mm-hmm. in their own right um but correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, they both scored in they did. their more they and their state tournament yeah. debut. So like good little nugget to hold on to and get yeah. back to next year. And 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 granted the Northwest is another program too. I mean, like Elkhorn North, they they're gonna be back. They're in the they're a metro team. Yeah. You know, they're they're gonna have that talent come through. But like Grand Island Northwest had like six or seven freshmen that were starting this year. Oh like, yeah. So they're gonna be. They should be around for Lupe San. I think Lupe Lupe Sanchez. Yeah, Lupe Sanchez is like third leading goal scorer in the state for girls. Yeah. Uh, yeah, behind the Brzezinski's, basically. Hard to do with that. But, so yeah. she won the not Brzezinski gold boot? Yes, yes, yes. We might have to make a graphic for her. <laughs> um, but uh, then, Jack, we'll, we'll end the state tournament recap on mm-hmm. another probably too, too close to home. But Duchenne, yep. opening round loss. Tough. Bennington, good team. Bennington, but, yeah. I was, I was surprised. I didn't really get a chance to see... The girls team play yeah. a lot this year, and I wasn't sure what to expect from them. But they really they took the game to Duchenne. Mallory Mintern was a big addition. She was out for like a <laughs> month and a half, and then ended up being just like super fast and yeah, score goals. So have your best players actually play. Yeah, right. like get healthy at the right time. <laughs> exactly. um, but you said it right after you texted me right after the game. Duchenne, three seniors, two seniors, or something like oh, yeah. that. Like super young. Spot. Obviously, your, your sister's mm-hmm. back. Uh, Tatum Vaughn's gonna be back. Right. Jamie Peterson, yeah, uh, Jude Mullen, Mullen, yeah. Um, there, Izzy Johnson, who's who had a heck of a, like I don't really know her story as far as a goalkeeper, but 
I, I don't she's, really know either. I think what I have been told is that it was kind of iffy whether or not she was actually going to go out for soccer this year. Because if she was raw, but she, yeah. every game that I watched her play in, she played really, she, really oh, well. Absolutely. Like, she she uh, a natural she, goalkeeper instinct. Yeah, you know. So that so they'll be back. It, yeah. I'm I'm guessing, like you said, I think Duchenne mm-hmm. with who Norris Norris is graduating some pieces, they'll be good again. But I think like. To start the season next year, your one, two, three are going to be Scott, Scott Norris, Duchenne, and Duchenne's going to be very much, or even in other order, it could be Scott Duchenne Norris or Duchenne Scott Norris. Like and I mean, as like, long as the Brzezinski's are there, probably you know. Oh yeah, Scott Scott those four, those top four. Yeah. Yep, yeah, those top four. Yeah, so tough to beat. Annie Hoover might be the uh, Bre- Dude, not Brzezinski Golden Boy. I got to see, <laughs> I got to see Annie Hoover score one of the best girl soccer goals. <laughs> it's honestly probably a good thing neither of us were there when Annie scored her goal. Yeah, I was getting scapped in the RCC final. To we, equalize. we would have been on the pitch celebrating. We we would have ran on celebrating in the corner with them. Absolutely. I remember I text. I remember texted Jack in all caps. I'm like, Annie just scored a header, dude. And yeah. she's she's tiny, so like to have that courageous of a header. It, yeah, it was a great. Oh, great there's header. a reason she's my favorite well, Hoover. Basically, all the <laughs> skill in our family was just saved. <laughs> just saved for her. last. Um. So before we go to a commercial break um, or some state tournament previews, miscellaneous stuff because like, we don't want to keep these guys too long because they got adult league soccer. Um, I think just some cool miscellaneous things. I really like that they have stopped playing morning games. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like morning games, like because for two reasons: one, these teams don't play morning games during the year. Nope. Okay. Mm-hmm. Second thing is, fans aren't coming to the morning games. They just don't. Third thing, hey. Congratulations, you did all this work. Now your reward? Play at an empty Morrison Stadium at nine AM or ten AM. Like yeah, and some of these some of these schools that like have to have pretty decent commutes to yeah. get to Morrison Stadium, you're looking at probably getting up at like what, five? Yeah, Four? if you don't get to stay overnight. Like Four, five, yeah, something like that. So I, I think the yeah, the early afternoon, late afternoon games, I, I I'm really glad there's no more morning games. Yeah, and I hope I really, I'm not a like, morning person. I know I know the NSAA gets gets hammered, not just on the soccer side of things, but it just it's what you get when you're the sanctioning body, right, the exactly. body, right? No one's happy. But I hope that like they listen to their fans because everyone has had like, yes, don't change this format. We like this format. Um, I like how they're gonna play boys and girls on different nights. A boys, a a a or a boys, b boys on one night. A girls, b girls on one night. I like that. I, like I think that. that showcase it allows each class their showcase, but also each you know women's side of the game, men's yeah. side of the game, their own showcase. I too. think that is how they have done it. In the past, every now and then, they, yep. they do kind of switch it up. So, sometimes they go A boys, A girls at the same time. And right, just, exactly. Mm. But, um, you know, there was some controversies, uh, but we've kind of already touched on that a little bit. But wh- how do you guys feel? Do you think there is anywhere else that could host the state tournament? As of right now? Yeah. No. Because, like, because look, I love Canigli Field with all my heart. It's my <laughs> second home. No. It is your home, actually. Remember we talked about yeah. it. Yes, you live yeah, there. Yeah, don't, don't, don't tell all athletics. I've been living under Coniglia's bleachers ever since I could. Uh, no, like, I love Coniglia. It doesn't have the ambiance. It doesn't have... The history. It doesn't oh, have for the high school. It doesn't have the history. It doesn't have the atmosphere and the acoustics. Because, like, Morrison as a soccer... Spe- like, Morrison was built as a soccer-specific stadium. Coniglia was built as a football stadium that was... Modified in a decent way, and it's fantastic. I love Coniglia. Morrison feels like a cup stadium. I mean, Morrison God. feels like 
It is the crown jewel of Omaha. Yeah. The, the, the Wembley of Nebraska. When, the, <laughs> when, a go, when there is a crowd there, um, especially if it's the, the, under the awning or overhang, is, and, and a goal is scored, or a goal is... like it's the, the roar of the crowd, it's like, it's like this is a high school game. Oh, yeah. like, I send videos to my friends, and they're like, this is high school? I was like, yeah, this is the best high school... Like I told you when I was when I was doing goalkeeper coaching for prep in 2019, like in that final against South, and it was not the same atmosphere as 2013. 2013 is the best atmosphere I've ever been yeah. in. I've, but I, I was there, but pictures were, the pictures and videos are. But it, even in 2019, I was sit, standing right next to Pally on the touchline. I couldn't hear a thing he was saying. It's that that when that stadium is rocking, it is deafening. No, I don't think there's another stadium in this state they can host as of right now. I mean, obviously. If slash when Union Omaha if they ever get a soccer specific stadium, we'll touch on it once yeah, we see we what that see looks what like. But even even if it's a fantastic facility like that, I still is, think Morris it should be. Is there anything you would you if you could if you could is there anything you would change about the state tournament? So beer at the stand. So okay. beer. <laughs> <in the laughs> I know, right? I'm gonna go there. <laughs> Dude, I, or have some, I think like doing some sort of food truck or yeah, beer garden yeah. outside of this, even if you want to yeah, do outside probably, the stadium. There's I think, plenty of open space out there. I, I, mean, I just think that potential. you could yeah. do something like that. Um, I think you would entice more of the non-school fan base, like maybe mm-hmm. more soccer fans like yeah. that aren't maybe high school fans, but they're like, oh, there's a good soccer game. I can go get some food from a food truck. I can have, you know, a drink before I go in yeah. and then, and I, I, I like the flags that are on the, what would that be, east side of yeah. yeah. the schools. My, my fiance wanted them to do Hunger Games style, that if someone, when <laughs> they, they lower the flag, lower the flag yes, do no. a cannon shot. <laughs> no, that's, that's what I was just about to say, is once a team gets knocked out, I don't think you should remove them completely, but like put it at half-mast. <laughs> Well, they do remove the flag completely if they get eliminated. Yeah, they should so, put it at half mast. Yeah, my my fiance's like they need to do like Hunger Games, like shoot the cannon. Yeah, the air, I like, like lower that. the flag, put a picture up on yeah, them. Though, like, like, just, oh man! Um, all right, quick previews, and then we're gonna get to some miscellaneous stuff outside of high school soccer. Gretna Westside, putting you guys on the spot. Who do you got? Westside. Westside. I've got to go, Gretna. I okay. think Westside. I hope they do. I mean, they have a bad bit of history, you know, because yeah. their last four state titles that they've been in, they've lost. And also, the last time they were in a state title, they lost one of their best players to a red card previously, yep. uh, Peter Navoa, yep. controversially. Uh, so they've got that kind of that trend to buck, and maybe they can do it, but I just, I just think Gretna is just really, really good. I mean, they have some... Really flipping good players. Pardon my French. I think it's going to be Gretna <laughs> tight. Yeah. Very tight. Mm-hmm. Possibly PKs. Possibly overtime. But, hey, Owen Godberson, riding with Westside. Absolutely. He hey, if you can't beat him, join him. <laughs> you, the girl, you will not hear me say those two words. But no words. <laughs> I'm, I'm the girl. You will not I got no bad blow with them, really. They're, they're, uh, yeah. Great. On the girls' side, Gretna versus Lincoln Southeast. I have Gretna, but I imagine like Samaya and Net as like you know one of those old time westerns where it's like all the bad guys and she's the lone like, yeah, lone I mean, like she's got to just she's got to like combat. She she's gonna have to make like fifteen saves or something. I mean, like that. Cap- Captain America style from Endgame, half yeah. a shield, yeah, thousands. Right. Of, just, do this all day. It's gonna As happen. a goalie, Owen, do you look forward to a moment like that where you're going into a game and you're like, I'm gonna get peppered. Oh, like, it's inevitable. <laughs> On the one hand, you're like, you want to start strong. You want to mm-hmm. first say, you want to, you can't afford an early mistake. 
Because if you get that early mistake in, you're probably getting hammered five, six, Flood seven. Floodgates are open. Yeah, floodgates are open. Yeah. I think that if you start well and the longer and you comes. get a yeah, you get a couple of saves in you, strikers you build that confidence. Strikers are starting to get yeah. I I think you need to start well, make a couple mm-hmm. of good saves, which I think she's definitely capable of doing. Absolutely. And I think if you know twenty. 30 minutes go by, still nil-nil. You're starting to feel yourself even more, and you're able to get into the top corners more. And if you get to halftime, yeah. and, all of a sudden, and all of a sudden it's like, now the pressure becomes you just can't totally afford, on Gretna. You just cannot afford an early goal. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I'm still... Uh, so, big Lincoln Southeast fan. I was the only one in Nebraska who had them in the top 10. And But that being said, I do think Gretna <laughs> wins this one. I do think yeah. they run the table. I do think they're undefeated. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard to pick right here. Yeah. They so, really are on the, on the B side, we got Scott Lexington boys. I think it's going to be a, a great game. I think oh, that's going to be a classic. 100%. I, I think this one, I think this might be, this is harder to call for me than the A. Mm-hmm. And I, I got to, in honor of the Minuteman Messi himself, Yaskar, I'm going to go Lexington. Okay. Yeah, I'm thinking Lexington too. I mean, they already met once this season, Gretna, or sorry, yeah. Scott and Lexington. And when I saw it was 2 nothing Lexington, I think that was the score. Yep. I was not surprised at all. Because, no. I mean, Lexington had had so much to play for against Scott after last year's loss. I mean, that was, you know, just a great game in the rain. I think it was 3-1 final. Yep. Yeah, got scoring late. Uh, Lexington with the red card, I believe, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. So, I mean, it's just, that was just such an emotional final for them. And now being the back, I mean, they've got some unfinished business against Scott. Yeah. And so they're going to be really, really up for this one, I'm sure. I'm going to I'm gonna go against you, too. Right, I think right. Scott, I'm going to pick Scott. It's a coin toss. Here's, here's, really here's the thing. Here's the thing. really is. All of Columbus SCOTUS, like, boys program, alumni, current... Mm-hmm. All these Columbus Scotus boys are cheering for Lexington because they don't want Scud yeah. to equal the three consecutive championships. Well, I think I think if Scud wins it this year, you can basically write them off as winning it next year too. And yeah, four and shattering yeah. the record. And they, you know they didn't get the chance to win it during COVID, but they yeah. probably would have <laughs> probably <laughs> had a chance to win that five game five. championships. Um, so, and then on the girls' side, Scud Norris. Um, I actually I'm, I I picked four Scud. Mm-hmm. From the boys, I'm going. I think Norris is going to get done. I think Norris is going to have the unfinished business, kind of like yeah. how you think, Lexington. Mm-hmm. I think Norris gets it done this year. Scut for me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This one. This one again is also very much a toss up, and I haven't seen enough of Norris to really make an informed opinion on them. I know they have talent, but I mean, Scut has been there many times before. Yeah, twenty five times. Twenty five like well not to the turn not to the championship, but like to the tournament. Seven yeah. title wins, I believe, is what they're at right now on the women's side. So I gotta go with the experience. I gotta go with Scott. Think, think about that. They've been to the tournament twenty five times. Far more number of years than anyone on their roster has been alive. Oh yeah. <laughs> the state tournaments have been at Morrison. Not not twenty five. Yeah. Like <laughs> they, they, yeah. So basically well, the Brazil of this competition. Every yeah. time they're there. So I may not that, win it, but they're there. As we were saying, doesn't that date back to like ninety seven or something? Yeah. And, and then they had and then like the the school was founded in ninety three, so basically it, the the records get kind of it's kind of after ninety seven it's kind of something that Jack and I talked yeah. about. Like we're gonna have to do some like real digging and like ask ask people. We'll have to talk to people and find records. Like mm-hmm. there's not a ton of like great references to like what's going on. But exactly. uh we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then um, we'll be back to talk uh, some Union Omaha and some other just random soccer stuff. 
Deer Creek Sports Cantina is located in Northwest Omaha and is a good family-friendly neighborhood hangout. They serve Mexican comfort food with all natural braised and grilled meats, maize tortillas, and salsas made from scratch. They also have a variety of beverages for your enjoyment. When you go to Deer Creek Sports Cantina, tell them you heard about them on Nebraska Soccer Talk and receive free chips and salsa with your meal or drinks. Deer Creek Cantina is located at 12221 Mary Plaza Road, which is right off of 120th and Military. Visit DeerCreekSportsCantina.com for menu and hours, and remember when you go, tell them Nebraska Soccer Talk sent you. All right, and we are back. Uh, just going to get into some random things, Couple couple topics we have planned. Uh, I'm going to default to... Uh, Owen on this, but Union Omaha update. US, US, we're moving on in the U.S. Open Cup. It, yeah, this has been this has been a cup run of dreams for me. Uh, anybody who knows me has known that the U.S. Open Cup has a very special place in my heart, just because it's the most like obviously it's the oldest soccer cup competition yeah. in this country. It's its history goes back 107, 108 years, whatever we're at now. Um, and uh, yeah, to to finally see a team from Omaha just be in the Open Cup. That's all I wanted. Yeah. And then we got a really favorable draw against Des Moines. Great game. Great atmosphere at, uh, at Morrison for that one. And then away to Chicago. And you're kind of like thinking like, just be respectable. Yeah. Like, don't get don't, embarrassed. As long as we don't get hammered. But you looked at it, Chicago had held a lot of clean sheets that year, sure. But they really didn't. Do, before Union, they hadn't done anything on the offensive side of things in the well, first couple of games. And, and even against Union, they didn't really. I mean, they scored on two penalty, two penalty kicks. Really. Like. <laughs> so, you looked at it on paper, and you're like, right, MLS team, USL League 1 team, it's in Chicago. Even and even if the, that's the thing, too, is people are like, well, they played their bench players. It doesn't matter, because like they're, they're bench players. You can only play who's in front of you. Yeah. Well, so, also, like, that's not, that's not a Union-Omaha problem. Also, bench players for the MLS... Like, we're good enough to not be on USL championship teams. Yeah, right. They're good enough to be on not on USL one teams. Yeah, Allegedly. it's still a massive upset. Yeah. A massive result. Yeah, um, I was just curious. I was going on Wikipedia and, like, looking at some of their players. And, you know, there's, like, guys there with, like, 100 Bundesliga appearances. Yeah. And just, like... The guy that scored both the penalties, right. like, came from Colm, I think it was. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> so. so, this wasn't, like, a slouch team that Union was playing against. And I don't think... I have ever made, nor I don't think I will ever make this noise again, the same noise that I made when Alex Touche scored that equalizer with 122 minutes on the clock. I can't even describe the emotions in that moment. Because as soon as that goes in, and you know you're going to penalties, you're like, oh, we got them. We've got this. Yeah, because now you have the, all of the momentum. We've got all of the momentum. Chicago is so deflated. And I, I remember texting uh, one of my buddies during the game. And I think I said something along the lines of, like, Rashid doesn't... Rashid Nuhu for Union doesn't fill me with a whole lot of confidence during penalties. Because right. I've never seen him save a penalty, yeah. to be honest. I don't think he had a good record. No, he didn't. That game um, and then he saved a penalty against Chicago, and I immediately text back, I take back everything I say. He's amazing, and I love him. <laughs> I love Rashid. He's one of my favorite goalkeepers to watch. Um, and that shootout was... It's- and, and the coolest thing, I think Jack and I were texting about this, the coolest thing about that shootout, too, was that 
because you were there, right? You went no, no, I was watching. You were watching. watching. Yeah. You were there. I was not. Unfortunately, you I would have. I'd have given oh. my right arm to go to Chicago. Okay. And I'd give my I left arm to go to Minnesota. Um, but uh, I would. You're thinking of the away day I took uh, away from day. Madison, yes. game, yeah, which, which if you're looking for actual, you were, and that's where you were too. That's we were both in that game. If you want tactical analysis of the Union Omaha Ford Madison game, I cannot. T- I remember the Kamatani goal, and that's it. I saw your Twitter, so I knew what you guys were doing. Or knew what, at least you were doing pregame. It was a yes. proper away day. It was a very proper away day. Uh, Madison was great to be at. If you guys get a chance to go to Bree Stevens, um, they their atmosphere is really good up there. All the people were very nice, very oh, yeah, welcoming. Nice. I had a great time in Madison. Um, the adult beverages up there, obviously, yeah. delicious. It's Wisconsin, so, that's, yeah. what they, that's what they do best. Yeah, they, um, gave, they gave them beers the size yeah. of our heads, so that they, was fun. The U- Union Omaha, like, literally set Oma- Omaha Twitter on fire, though. Like, not just yeah. not just like, not just Omaha soccer, tw- not just Nebraska soccer Twitter, but like, everyone was like tweeting about this. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, it was like all all my timeline was just like. You know, you know, you know, as it should be. Like, yeah, it was an upset like that is something that you know, obviously, you dream of as a League One team entering the Open Cup. But I thought we were a few years away from that. Yeah, I, I thought we were going to have a respectable performance against Chicago. Maybe bow out two one. That's I would have been fine. But at this point, round of sixteen, we're playing with house money. I know we're playing. If, if we lose in the next round of Minnesota, obviously, I'm going to be devastated. But the fact that Union Omaha is in the round of 16 of the U.S. Open when, Cup, like, and, and when I almost know. cried against Northern Colorado because I'm like, oh, a, a, an Omaha team is making a run, making a cup run, and winning the round of 16 game like financially is huge, twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah, like, that's beating huge. Northern that's, Colorado that's to get huge. that twenty five. That's huge great. for a club, mm-hmm. like a oh, USL one club. Uh, Mims and the the staff had to basically rebuild the whole roster yeah. after winning it all last year, which yeah. is sweet. Um, what should Union Omaha's fans' expectations, like, or even casual soccer fans who go out to maybe one or two Union Omaha games a year, like, what do you what do you feel like is a fair expectation for this squad? Playoffs, at least. Okay. I think I think this team is fantastic. They're obviously it's their first season playing together, so the chemistry might not be there. Right. Um, We've seen that in some of the results, I think, so far, especially in league play. Yeah, but only, you know, the only loss so far is away at Charlotte, which... Controversially. Controversy. Yeah. <laughs> controversy, to, to say the least, but... No, nah, this team's really this team's really solid. I mean, obviously you you're bringing back Dalton Knutson uh, at center back, and then you've got Rashid in goal. Um, Connor Doyle in the midfield is just an ever present figure, yeah. and I can't tell you how happy it made me to see him finally score one for Union Omaha. Yeah. And then up front, you got some really talented players. Seen obviously Hugo Kamatani, who I'm a big fan of. Yeah, he was fun to watch with the Mavs, and it's like super cool that he gets to stay that we get him around for at least another you know at least another year. Oh, yeah. I yeah, Kamatani. Kamatani's second season with Omaha was kind of lackluster. He had that hat trick away in yeah. Kansas City, yeah, and that was it. Uh, God, that first season though that he had the half a season where he tied the single season goal scoring record yeah. in half the games. Yeah, now Kamatani on his day is one of the best finishers I've seen at the college yeah. level. Very. I was talking with uh, with Jack Yates, the guy that runs admin, Adminino, as everybody knows him on Twitter from, from my tweet tackling him. <laughs> Uh, it, they were a big fan of Kamatani from from the tryouts that they had in the offseason. And the praise that he got from those trials is very similar to the praise that Conway had 
Okay. From the trials. So they're not identical players, obviously. No. But they do have certain similarities, and I think they both have a high ceiling. They're both incredibly talented. Uh, Conway obviously hasn't hit the ground running too much in San Diego. Um, but I mean, it is a step up. Exactly. It's a step up to the championship. Yeah. Not Eric. Hasn't. Uh, lost. <laughs> mm. um, he's still really good. <laughs> um, probably will be in the MLS, I'm guessing, oh, at some point in the, in the future. Um, there, there's a lot of Union Omaha players that are obviously on the team now and obviously from teams past mm-hmm. that I would not be surprised at if we saw in, in MLS here in a couple of years' time. I mean, how many goals is Greg Hurst back this year for Phoenix? He's, I think, at five, six maybe. He scored some. <laughs> there was a brace he had. Finishes, there was a brace he had at the weekend. Back to goal, his second one. Back to goal, chest it down, like mm-hmm. basically ballerina twist volley into the far post. Uh, Greg Hurst is still on fire. Yeah, <laughs> Greg Hurst on fire, and your defense is terrified. If I'm making uh, my two bets for Union players that we'll see in yeah. MLS sooner rather than later, via there and Hurst, they got to be the ones. Yeah, via via there is still one of the best fullbacks I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Just in person. Yeah. Um, and I think it's really fun how, how Sosa went out there with him. And, like, you yeah. saw and I think it was – I want to say it was both of their debuts for uh, for Sacramento. Sosa chips it in. Villadere heads it in. And everybody from Union Omaha is and, bittersweet. And I remember, I think, uh, Coach Brown from Iowa Western commented and goes, right. I don't think I've ever seen you use your head before. It's <laughs> <Just> really funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but that's that's awesome. Hopefully, like Jack, when you get back into town, oh, yeah. we can go hit up a Union Omaha game. I'm guessing you're still doing the still on the mic every game for for home yeah. games. Corner kick sponsored by you know Modelo. <laughs> I I have I, fun. With I, I tweet. I remember I tweeted it out one, one time I was at a game because my favorite part about like any minor league sports, including soccer, is like. Where they tweet out everything's randomly sponsored. And <laughs> yellow, then he goes, I don't pick who reads. Yellow them. yellow cards are no longer sponsored. Oh, no. Which is heartbreaking. Can, we, can Nebraska Soccer Talk sponsor? <laughs> right sponsor? That <laughs> is something you need to bring up to the front office because I do not have and I didn't yeah, I don't have any power at that. Um, but enough. I will say at the open cup game, obviously I Ron Burgundy this. If you put it in front of the script and if you put it in front of me on the script, I will read it. Yeah. And then immediately think like that didn't sound great, or they had it on there. Uh, they had something about being at Warner Park that night, even though it was at Caniglia, and I said it, and one of my friends texted me, and I was like, if they put it on the script, I read it. I don't know what to tell you. That My job is not to think. My job is to talk at that stadium. So what's what's next for, for Jack is obviously coming back to Omaha. Which yes, is sir. Great, which is great sure. for Nebraska soccer because yeah. I don't think everyone understood that you were doing all of, like all these graphics and stuff remote um, and like doing all the soccer stream wise basically remote. So. Yeah, I want to say thank you to all the schools and just individuals who did stream out the games. It'd be nice if like every school did that, but for those who did, that was very helpful just to be able to. But you know, work yeah. remotely, pretty much. But Jackson, Jackson, me looking for a job. So if you want someone who can put together a. A, who has the work ethic and the the sanity to put together a seventy page tournament guide in like two days? He's also good with goalkeepers. <laughs> yeah, um, I will send you my resume. Yeah, so Jack's obviously coming back, hoping to get involved in the soccer, back back involved in the soccer yeah, world. Absolutely, I'm sure. And then we'll uh, work in the Wisconsin soccer scene. Now I'm going to be back yeah. in Nebraska's. 
Where it's really at. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Best Midwest state. Exactly. <laughs> Best state tournament in the country. We've yeah. talked about it multiple yeah. times. Nebraska's uh, state tournament down at Morrison. It really is. It's the best state tournament in the country, hands down. Show me a better one. Yeah. It's my challenge to everybody listening. Show me a better state tournament across the country. I've been to like multiple as mm-hmm. a recruiter. There is <laughs> um, oh, and what's next for you? What are you or what are you up to now in the soccer world? Obviously, uh, we hear you on at Union Omaha games. Yep, you'll hear me on the mics at Union Omaha games. Uh, I'll be back at Caniglia this fall, schedule permitting, uh, doing some some UNO men's and women's games on the mic. Uh, not as much commentary uh, these days. Last commentary gig I had was Summit League Championships down in uh, down in Macomb, Illinois. So that was, that was what a weekend that was. I had a lot of fun doing that tournament. Um, so yeah, if anybody's looking for a commentator, uh, hit me up. My e- emails in my bio on Twitter at uh, not just at, soccer too, right? You've huh? done, not just soccer. I've done basketball. Things. I've done uh, powerlifting. I've done powerlifting, obviously hockey. Uh, yeah, I'm a jack of all trades. Master of one, though. Soccer is my, my go-to. Uh, also good at making memes. <laughs> I am. Omaha-specific Omaha memes. I am really good at niche. Very niche memes. <laughs> Only like 15 people will get this, but they'll all like it on Twitter. Oh, yeah. That's, that's my sense of humor. And at the end of the day, if you follow me on Twitter, I very much appreciate it. But I tweet, not for your entertainment, but for my own. So right. We were talking about this off-air. Like, I... 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 I think people, when I tweet things, I think high school students especially, like, I don't think they, I don't, maybe they don't understand, like, when I sound cringe, I'm doing that on purpose. Yeah, we're memeing. That is not, like, I'm not, like, seriously You're not a cringe like, person. <laughs> well, I mean, I, there are some <laughs> things that I'll think of. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, all right, before I let you guys go, you know, hopefully not get hurt in adult league, but you guys are younger. Knock on wood. You no. guys are younger than me, so I... Yeah, but I'm broken at this point. I don't know. I'm held uh, together by duct tape and wistful things. Let's talk about why Liverpool are the best Premier team in, in the Premier League. <laughs> I mean, you are, four, you are, what is it, four points behind right now? So I, like, I wouldn't, I, I, I wouldn't yeah. say... I honestly don't think Liverpool win the league. I really don't. I like Even as a Liverpool supporter, I just don't think... That, I don't think City's going to falter anymore. Yeah. I mean, I know they did, but... I mean, you've that's the thing that I'm looking at that I'm terrified of as a City fan. Yeah. Next week, it's Villa, Stevie G, Coutinho, Coutinho. Yeah. Like it's basically You're like playing against Liverpool. Yeah, we're basically <laughs> playing against like what is it, twenty thirteen Liverpool? Yeah. So um, good luck, <laughs> Agent Agent Stevie is what people are calling him. Yeah, so. there we go. Maybe he'll cut. Maybe he'll suit up, two foot someone on the field. There you go. I mean, he can't really run. Oh God, what was that? Oh, it was one of his last games. I want to say it was against Man U, but it might have been against Stoke where. He comes on and inside 45 seconds gets sent off. Yeah, I mean that's like I love. Steven that sounds Gerrard. like I love Steven Gerrard. I love Steven Gerrard, but like he reckless is like. I mean he plays he played center midfield like a lot of the high school boys players play center right. midfield <laughs> in a state semifinal. Just I lots of studs up challenges. Jack has known me for ten oh, yeah. years now. Uh, it's been a while. It's been a long ride. What is one of my favorite moves in this game? Two foot. Exactly. Oh, two God. foot people. No, it's a bad move. <laughs> it's fantastic. A good two foot always makes me oh, happy. Oh, man. Uh, is there any game that you're more excited for than the World Cup draw? Black Friday versus England. When that came out, I remember I texted my fiance. I was like, hey... I was like, U.S. England on Black Friday. And she's like, why are we already making plans? I'm like, no, this is the point. We're it's not making plans. plans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is the plan. Yeah, I uh, 
I saw that. Um, I did see like the NFL. I think is trying to like schedule a game on Black Friday. Yeah. To like compete against it. I'm like, why would you want to do that? Get out. Good lord. Get out. Let everybody enjoy the likely really bad one-all draw. Yeah. I, how do you? We won't get into. We won't break down all the World Cup. I think there's enough podcasts to do that. But how do you yeah, guys right. feel about the, the the Winter World Cup? It's I hate weird. it. It's weird. Do not get me started on this Qatar World Cup. I hate every second. Well, of I, mean, it. I feel dirty saying that I'm excited for this World Cup, but it's a World Cup, so I am. Yeah, you have to be. But yeah, no, I get. I get. I'll right. just say so. this. Um, I love the game Football Manager. For those who know me, <laughs> I love that game too. It's a great game, <laughs> <laughs> and they simulate that World Cup in the winter, and it totally screws up the club schedule for that season. <laughs> That's what he's mad about. <laughs> and so, it's I don't a, know. It's, it's going to be, be really interesting we, to see we, how they balance that. We could have a whole podcast. All the MLS guys <laughs> are going to be coming off the season, so... Yeah, we, yeah. Could have, we could have a whole podcast on about the disappointing things that have happened to me in Football Manager. Oh, <laughs> that would be a very interesting podcast. For us, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Someone would be like, okay, you guys are um, last thing before I let you guys go off to adult league, we're gonna maybe win, we're gonna win. maybe not Can't get hurt. Calling it now. Put you on the spot because we might do something fun this summer about like soccer movies, type of rewatchable mm-hmm. type thing, type of big screen sports type of thing. Favorite soccer movie? Kicking and screaming without <laughs> yes. without a thought in my head. Mainly because I haven't seen the goal movies. Oh, you're not missing anything. Okay. Those are terrible. <laughs> Kicking and oh, Screaming is obviously fantastic. Um, the, the original Longest Yard, where you, Yeah, like, I, I, I like that. Um, okay. Oh, what's the one with, like, Amanda Bynes? She's the Man or something? Yes! Yeah. Great movie. There you go. Yeah. Great movie. As, yeah. a, as a former women's soccer coach, we watch that often. <laughs> <laughs> we watch that often on the bus. Jack, yours? What's uh, yours? The Airbud soccer movie. Great job. I love Airbud. I love dogs and soccer. Two best things. Ain't no there. rules says dog can't play soccer. No, it's called, it's called World Pup. I World Pup. Yeah. <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, mine is Classics. actually kicking and screaming too. Wait! When I coached high school soccer, my and I, it was fun because like when I coached high school, I was the vars, or JV head coach. And all of us, like, all of the coaching staff, all we did was coach like, <laughs> our we quote, 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 kicking and screaming to our players all the time. Like, the the whole canary thing. Like, you get to keep it. Yep. <laughs> so, no, we're probably going to do something fun. But uh, thanks for joining me today, guys. Uh, Happy to. Best Good of luck to all teams in the state finals. Um, hopefully everyone stays healthy and we have a, uh, four competitive games. Thank you for listening to episode 20. It was more conversational than other episodes and obviously had a little bit different of a sound because we had to change some mic settings, but I hope you enjoyed the change overall. If you like our work at Nebraska Soccer Talk and want to see more of it or want to see it even expand further than it already has, please consider supporting us at www.patreon.com slash Nebraska underscore talk or www.venmo.com slash Nebraska underscore talk. For $2 a month, You'll get early and exclusive content, and you'll also be supporting us in expanding what we can do for players, teams, and the sport of soccer. If we are able to get more support, we can expand our coverage, do more, and even branch out into more areas of soccer. Another way to support is to be a podcast sponsor, like Fleet Feet Sports. 
Fleet Feet has been a tremendous sponsor for Nebraska Soccer Talk, and this whole episode is brought to you by them as well as a lot of our graphics. Fleet Feet is a local, family-owned and operated store that is part of a network of specialty running, walking, and fitness stores across the country. Here's the thing. Overuse injuries are one of the most common types of injuries that plague our youth athletes today, especially in soccer. Improper footwear is a big contributing factor to these injuries. Fleet Feet can help with this. Fleet Feet will help you and your athletes stay healthy and active. Fleet Feet has locations in Omaha and Lincoln with a third location in Omaha coming soon. For more information, visit www.fleetfeet.com. One thing I didn't touch on and we didn't touch on in our conversation directly in this podcast, though we mentioned it a little bit, were the number of controversies surrounding some of the games at state. There were controversial calls, controversial no calls. Were there goals? No goals. Handballs, no handballs, red cards, no red cards in a, in a handful of the games. Uh, I was at a lot of these games. I watched the others on live stream and even went back and watched some of them on demand to see what uh, individuals were talking about when they asked my opinion on things. Here's where I land on all of the controversies, like broad, broad brush speaking. There were certainly some calls as a neutral fan of the sport that I didn't agree with. That if I had put myself in that coach or that player's shoes, I'd have been like, nope, I would have been unhappy with that. There were some that as a neutral, being able to take a step back, knowing that I don't have a horse in the race, I agreed with the referee. But I'm not going to say like which specific ones, because one, it's just a no-win situation for me. That would just get me hammered by a fan base who thinks that they were wronged in whatever specific game. Some referees I thought did well this past week. Others I've seen perform better. I've seen them referee and I've seen them, oh, that wasn't their best day at the state tournament. Um, some of the referees I saw during this last week, I've never seen before, uh, either as a fan or as a coach. But at the end of the day, my opinions on this platform and on so on Twitter, that doesn't serve anyone well. The second piece about all this is I'm not a referee and I don't feel like I can fairly or publicly criticize officials on our platforms um, because I do think officials have a very difficult job. And frankly, it's not a job I want. I wouldn't, I don't want to ref those semifinal boys games. Sorry, I don't. Um, And it would be unfair for me to criticize the officials in that regard. Um, It would be very easy for me to do so. I mean, it's very easy as a man, you know, quote unquote, outside of the arena to analyze and make comments on different decisions and what referees saw and what they didn't see in their positioning and their foul identification. Um, But I'm just not going to do that. Uh, I don't think it's fair. Um, If you want my opinion on something, my DMs are always open. um, But don't be surprised if we have different viewpoints on what happened. Um, at the end of the day, I am looking forward to the state championships on Monday and Tuesday. We've had an awesome week of soccer. It's literally had everything. We've had amazing goals. We've had penalty kicks, overtime goals, rain delays, red cards, uh, scary injury incident in the Grand Island Northwest game. Um, it, I mean, this thing, the state tournament has literally given us everything. So best of luck, uh, to the eight teams that are still remaining, um, And I will hope to see all of you out at Morrison on Monday and Tuesday.